This is the Live Life Happy Podcast with Andrea Seidel, and it's episode number 111. Welcome to the Live Life Happy Podcast with Andrea Seidel. We're all about highlighting self-help, positive psychology, and books on well-being. We share the content and actionable advice so you can make normal life extraordinary. We are a community of lifelong learners, high achievers, and busy people. Get ready for your download so you can live life happy. I'm your host and addicted to reading, Andrea Seidel. Hey there, Andrea here. I hope you're doing amazing. I'm so excited because I highlighted such a great book this week. It is so good. And it is a book that we definitely need around this time because let's face it, we're in the middle of a COVID 19 pandemic. So a lot of us are feeling quite isolated and feeling alone or lonely. And so I love that this book comes at such a good time. But before we get there, I want to tell you about something that I'm doing, I'm hosting. Uh, It is a weekend writing retreat. So I don't know if you have a book in your heart and you're just finding it hard to find time or the bandwidth to write your book, you know, despite all your best intentions to create content and, you know, all those other obligations seem to get in the way. So I created these awesome weekend writing retreats and I have one coming up very shortly and I would love to have you in there, right? So think about how much you get done in one weekend, right? If you had concentrated uninterrupted time. It's like putting a do not disturb sign on your door. (laughs) And it's amazing because you can get your first rough copy done in one weekend. And I've had lots of people go through this weekend writing retreat. And the general consensus is they cannot believe how organized and how much they get done in that one weekend. So I would love to have you. I use my proven book doula system. I help turn your dream into achievement and so that you can create your book and you can give birth to your book eventually. So that is it. If you want more information, go over to my website at andreasidel.com and I would be so thrilled to have you join us for this weekend writing retreat. All right, now back to the normal programming. So welcome to the podcast. If this is your first time here, this is where I highlight books on positive psychology usually, but lots of different books and people make suggestions for books for me to read as well. And um, I am obsessed and I do speed read. I jump into these books and I suck out all the actionable nuggets that really resonate with me and that I feel that you can apply to your life instantaneously to make a big difference. However, if something sparks your interest, I always recommend going out and supporting the author author because they put so much time, energy, love, and research and knowledge and experience into their books. So I always emphasize supporting the author. So this book that I highlighted is called Together. It is the healing power of human connection in a sometimes lonely world. It's by Vivek Murthy, and it is a really, really amazing book, especially with what we're going through right now. And so the reality of this book is that um, it is going to help us to avoid what's called a social recession. So uh, Vivek Murthy, he really does take us through uh, the importance of human connections and how uh, that it's really, we are, there's so many people that are feeling lonely and actually there is an impact of loneliness on our health and the social power of human connections and the social power of community becomes so important. And it's one of the, it really is a powerful tool that can help us so that we get more connected to our world. 
Uh, you are going to be so convinced by the end of listening to this highlight of this book, um, that you want to really foster human connections and get connected to your world around you because it's so important because in this book, he makes such a convincing argument about, you know, why we can and why we must build, uh, and, and be more connected in our world. So if you think about it, humans are so- social creatures. So in this simple fact lies both the problem and the solution. So because we're social creatures, we if we're not being social, then we can really, really go downhill. We can, there's a crisis that comes with, um, being lonely, right? There's a social crisis with feeling like you're alone because we are social creatures. But, and I love the way he put it in his book is that it's also the solution. So the reality is, is that it's also the solution being social. And the fact that we are social creatures can also help us. And so, um, he really does take us through and he makes a case for loneliness as a public health concern and that the root cause and the contributor to many of the epidemics that are sweeping the world today, you know, from alcohol and drug addiction to violence, to depression, to anxiety, uh, all stem from this idea of social isolation and loneliness. So this book is so great and it's really going to help us delve into figuring out and you're going to look at loneliness in a totally different way and uh, the wonderful power of human connections. So at the center of loneliness is this innate desire to connect to other people. We really want to be connecting. We want to participate in our communities. We want to create lasting bonds with others, to help others, to help one another. We are social creatures. We want to share life experiences with others. So we are quite simply, we are definitely better together. We are better together as a community and having social connections is so important. So we evolved to participate in the community. We want lasting bonds. We want to help each other. We want to share life experiences and we're better together. So despite all of that, or in spite all of that, um, our desire to connect becomes so important and crucial, but the sad fact is, is that loneliness is everywhere and everywhere around us and people are feeling lonely and it's actually becoming quite concerning. And there's a lot of studies that are showing that people are feeling quite lonely and, um, and that it's really not healthy for us. So let's delve in. The overview of this book is that Murthy really does define loneliness as the subjective feeling that you're lacking social connections. You're lacking the social connections that you need. So it's a subjective feeling that you're lacking social connections. And it's really, really crucial because it's like, if that is a feeling that we have, this feeling loneliness is defined by a feeling that you are lacking social connections and the connections that you're needing. So he talked about human connections it's basically as important as food and water. So like there are dangers to loneliness and he went through all this science and that science has really shown that loneliness is even dangerous to our health. It affects our health on so many levels. It brings us into the stress response. And as we know, there's a whole gamut of things that come along with having heightened stress in our life. So human connections is as important as food and water. He talks about in his book. He also talked about our ancestors, we quickly, they quickly learned that 
you are more likely to be attacked and you are more likely to starve if you became separated from your pack or your group. And that makes sense, right? So loneliness is a part of our evolution. And so it's almost the way he put in his book is that it's almost social thinking is like a reflex. It is, we are wired to be social. We are wired to be together. And the other element that he talked about is that we've moved too far towards what's called individualism and that we have moved away from communities and away from groups. And so the idea is that we must shift that focus back onto communities, back onto groups and back onto social connections. Another overview or a highlight within his book is that Murthy really does highlight three circles of connection, which correspond to three types of loneliness, which is incredible. So think about it. Close friends and confidence is that one level. And then he also talked about occasional companions is another level. And then there's colleagues and acquaintances, which is another level. These are all, there's a three circles of connections, uh, possible connections that we can make. So when we're lonely, we are more likely to beat ourselves up about it. We are more likely to magnify our weaknesses and we are more likely to discount our strength and distrust ourselves and our internal compass. So as you can see, and science has proven all that. So when we are lonely, we have less ability to tap into our resources, to our strength. We have less ability to um, trust our internal compass. Um, So once we lose our internal compass, our emotional sense of feeling grounded and our identity, they can all slip away or they can all become not as strong. So the idea here is that we must stop the pattern is what he's saying within his book. And how do we stop this pattern, right? How do we uh, stop the pattern of feeling lonely and loneliness? And, uh, you know, and, and, and what's the argument for this, you know, better together, the healing power of human connections. So the bottom line is, is that loneliness is not good for our health. Um, not having social connections or human connection is also not good for us. So we must stop that pattern. So what he talks about in his book is that constructive self-talk is one of the ways, um, talking kind to yourself. So when you are alone, um, and you are, um, in a place where you are alone is shifting your self-talk that you're not, you know, um, when you are feeling, so you don't shift it to a place of loneliness, um, solitude. And we're going to talk about it in a second. Solitude is very different than loneliness. So, um, So he also talked about uh, self-awareness, also about what you value. Becoming more self-aware is really important to stop this pattern of loneliness. Uh, He also talked about developing more moral character is really important. Also talking about supportive families um, and connections. He talked about that the fact that technology can help, but it can also hinder us. It can actually make us feel more lonely and secluded. Um, But it can also help us connect, right? Like, I mean, who's not on Zoom these days? (laughs) So balance is also really crucial too. With You want to balance your life with what he called, and I love the way he put it, social nourishment Um, and just managing your emotions around being like alone and then also building social connections. So increasing and enhancing social connections. So that was the main overview. But here are some of my key takeaways that really stood out for me and some of the key learning. Uh, He talked about the dangers of loneliness. 
And that loneliness can be divided into three layers. So the layers are intimate or emotional loneliness, relational or social loneliness, and collective, which is community loneliness. So these are different levels of loneliness. And and isn't it funny that it's like it corresponds to the levels of connection? Um, so a lot of research suggests that low social connections can lead to adverse physical health impacts. So loneliness or low social connections actually leads to physical health impact. So it, it literally it affects our health. So, and another thing he talked about, which was interesting is both introverts and extroverts, both of them, they need strong relationships in order to feel like they have a sense they want, they need and desire a sense of belonging. It's crucial. So now he did also talk about it's the quality of these relationships, not quantity. So if you think, oh my God, I have no friends, but maybe you have like two or three really close people. That is really important. So he's saying that quality of these relationships is crucial, not quantity. So that's what matters the most. The bottom line is, is that we need to feel a sense of belonging. So loneliness is, is very distinct from solitude. And I love how he put this in his book. So getting comfortable with solitude, it's okay to be by yourself and, and not defining it as like, oh my gosh, I'm all by myself. I'm such a loser or whatever goes through your mind or that negative self-talk or limiting beliefs around it. It's like shifting the lens to think about getting comfortable with solitude because it can actually paradoxically improve your ability to connect to others. So when you get clear on your values and when you get clear on your needs and, you know, get clear on what what's important to you as an individual, you'll actually have better connections with other people. So it's a paradox, but the idea here is that get it, it's important to get comfortable with solitude and make sure you know the distinction between loneliness uh, and solitude. And remember going back to his definition of loneliness is that subjective feeling that you're lacking the social connections that you need. Um, so yeah, so he talked about that. And then he also talked about the dangers come from loneliness cycle. So what happens when we are in this loneliness cycle, uh, is that we have shame or we have fear around loneliness and we make it like a self-perpetuating problem. And, uh, what happens is just the shame and the fear of loneliness, it's like it, causes us to dis, it discourages us rather from joining groups, from meeting other people, uh, from feeling good about ourselves, from embracing solitude. And so many of us turn to like self-destructive behaviors in order to cope with this loneliness, right? They try and entertain ourselves. Maybe we go shopping, maybe we drink too much, maybe we eat too much, whatever it is. So we need to stop the cycle by accepting that human connection is as important to us as water and food. And so when we, we kind of grasp that and we understand, uh, it's really, really important for our healing. So another key takeaway that I took away, (laughs) uh, that sounded funny, uh, understanding that loneliness is part of our evolution. So we are biologically wired, uh, to respond to loneliness as if it's 
terrible. So we're biologically wired uh, to see loneliness as a consequence uh, of our evolution, right? So we need social connection in order to be safe. So over the long run, this response has a destructive health impact, right? So what happens is, is our we're wired, if you think about it, our ancestors quickly learned that if we were more likely to be, we're more likely to be attacked rather, or we're more likely to starve if we become separated from our groups, if we're isolated. So social groups, they provide um, strength in numbers. Um, social groups like in our ancestors, it was really important, right, for providing numbers for mating as well as communal teaching, as well as protection. And so that's why it's so essential and it's definitely part of our evolution. So we perceive isolation basically as emergency. So when we're faced with loneliness, our bodies actually release cortisol, epinephrine, norepinephrine, all the stress hormones, and we raise our blood pressure, we raise our blood sugar levels to deal with that stress. And this long-term is very destructive, right? Like through stress and inflammation in our body. So you can see how loneliness is actually not good for us on so many levels. Another key takeaway that I took away uh, is individualism is becoming a trend. So we tend to move ourselves away from groups nowadays because we do have technology and we, you know, we are sometimes working from home on our own. We're not going out as much. And so there's changes in our culture and there's changes in technology that are increasing this idea or, or lending us towards more individualism over collectivism. And so we need to rebalance that is what he's saying within his book. And it's so important. And, um, talking about like how we move too far towards individualism and we must focus on communities and groups again and foster these social connections again and again as much as we can without undermining those individual liberties, like, you know, taking time for solitude, taking time to be by yourself. So also some technologies like social media, they've been linked to higher rates of loneliness, um, but they can also create things like multitasking, social comparison, comparison cultures, distractions, lowered empathy, as well as lowered self-compassion, lower compassion for others. So it actually exasperates this loneliness epidemic, which is crazy. Um, he also talked about addressing loneliness, like from the inside out. So it's really important to address loneliness that we need to get reacquainted with our authentic self and, and thinking about, you know, as parents, as educators or policymakers, um, that we need to lead the way that, that will foster social connections, encourage social connections, um, that when we're lonely, we are more likely to beat ourselves up about it, like to magnify our weaknesses, to discount our strengths and, uh, to distrust our internal compass. And so to stop this pattern, we need to make our self-talk more constructive and we need to exercise self-compassion 
And to do this, we need to take a step back and think about the questions that really reveal what we value and how our personalities might be different from other people and what are our strengths. And we need to prioritize, you know, what we bring to social connections, what we bring to this world, Um, but be okay with that idea of solitude, like getting quiet for your own growth and your own life so that when you are social, you can really uh, show up in a way that's authentic to you. So what social connections can you foster? Thinking about that, right? Um, He also talked about the circles of connections. So thinking about, you know, encouraging a social connection such as, you know, that that thinking of those circles. So like, you know, the inner circle, so your friends, so connecting with your, your close building and fostering connections with friends. Um, the middle circle is more occasional companions, like fostering that maybe you, you have a mountain bike group that you meet up with and you go mountain biking with them or, um, a group that you meet up with in power walk or, um, you know, like an occasional companions. Um, Maybe you have a book club that you join. You meet up every month, which is so awesome, right? And then the outer circle is acquaintances. Like, And I always equate that to like, you know, um, going to Starbucks and I recognize all the people that, you know, all the baristas that work there and, uh, you know, some people that are regulars and those are our acquaintances. And so fostering all these um, circles becomes really, really beneficial. So the most beneficial relationships for our health are also reciprocal and mutually beneficial. So he did talk about that in his book and how it's really important because it releases all these fantastic uh, hormones such as oxytocin and endorphins and healthy circles really do strengthen our emotional core. It strengthens us on so many levels. So it's very important. So I know it's hard right now with the, the pandemic and everything to foster social connections, but uh, we have to be creative, right? And so some of the actionable nuggets within this book together, the healing power of human connections in a sometimes lonely world, um, some of the actionable nuggets are, you know what? Spend time each day with those that you love, your close circle. Devote at least 15 minutes each day to really connecting with the people that you care most about. And then also he suggests that uh, focus each day on on each other, like focus, really focus on each other and take time to forget about multitasking because you want to give that person the gift of your undivided attention, your full attention, making eye contact if possible, and just genuine listening. Another thing he suggests is embracing solitude, right? Being okay with being by yourself. And the first step is to just build this strong connection with yourself so that you can build stronger connections with someone else, other people. And some of his suggestions were like, you know, meditation, prayer, art, maybe music, some time alone, spending, you know, time in nature, going for walks. I love to do yoga, um, those sort of things. And things that just like, you know, build like a source of solitude. Um, so that, that bring you comfort and bring you joy. Another uh, suggestion that he had is help and be helped. So act in service. So service is a form of human connection that reminds us that we're needed, that we're valued, and that we have purpose in our lives. So how can you be of service? And just checking on your neighbor maybe, or maybe seeking some advice, or maybe giving some advice. Or, you know, offering a stranger, like maybe, you know, someone maybe smiling at a stranger, even like six feet apart, right? Smiles are so contagious and 
um, it makes everybody stronger. So all these things can really foster um, connection, social connection. So that's it. That was such a great book, Together, uh, The Human Power of Human Connections in a Sometimes Lonely World. Such a great book. Like the good news is, is that when we have this awareness of what causes our loneliness and you know how we can stop that cycle of loneliness very easily and that we are creatures of connection and that we can be creative of how of solutions of how we can really put ourselves out there to really become more connected to other people's lives and the world around us. So I hope that was helpful and I know it's such a great book. I loved it. Um, if you want more of this highlight, feel free to go over to my website where I have all these books and this big massive vault for you that you can access if you go over to my website. So that's it, everybody. I'm so excited. I have such awesome books for you next week as well. So hopefully you hit subscribe. And if you haven't in a while written a review, I would love for you, wherever you listen to this podcast, just write a review and rate it because it really does help grow the show and it lets other people know what you're getting out of the show. Thank you so much, everybody. Have a wonderful day. Bye. If you like this podcast, it's like personal training for your mind. You've got to come over to my website at andreasidal.com where I take all these books and I hide them in this big, massive vault. There's hundreds and hundreds of books in there for you to learn and discover and grow from. So I really encourage you to head on over to my website so you can gain access to this vault. They're just waiting for you to read. Also, if you've been thinking about writing a book or, you know, you've lacked the time, maybe the focus and the know-how to get it done, or you've been wanting to publish your own work, well, look no further. Spend no more time wasting trying to figure it all out because I'm your girl. I am a book doula. I actually help people painlessly give birth to their books through book birthing. (laughs) So let's turn that dream into achievement through birthing your own book because books change lives. So head on over to my website to find out more about that as well. Be sure to subscribe here so that you get the latest episode. And of course, share this with your friends, write a review because it really helps grow the show. And finally, I just want to thank you so much for joining me, not only today, but also week after week. I'm just so grateful that I get to show up and read all these books and share the learning experience with you. So until next week, I'm sending hugs.